What's up, y'all? Nope, I don't like that one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna use that. No, I'm gonna use that. Yeah, we're, we're using not that. using that. We're using the fucking. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to episode 8 of Gutter Boys uh, Endgame. Today we will be talking about uh, Thanos and uh, Gems, uh, Chaos Theory. Uh, We're going to be talking about the gorilla mindset and how to apply it to making comics. We have our guest uh, Dylan in the house. Uh, Dylan, how are you today? Hey, what's up guys? I'm good. Hey. We also have Cam, but who cares? I'm going to talk over you now. All hey, right. Um, Moving on. I got a question. So if Thanos... <laughs> let's start it off hot. If Thanos snapped his fingers and half of the cartoonists vanished from the Earth, who would you want gone? Oh, wow, dude. Oh, boy. Kathy creator, right? The creator of Kathy. Oh. <laughs> Who's that, like, uh, uh, pro-life dude? Fuck that guy. I hope Thanos snaps Dang. twice. Being, human and, being a human is so weird. Yeah. It's wild, dude. dude. All right. So like I saw like I just see that shit all the time because people that I follow from like my hometown and college share it. Um, yeah. I can has cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's that's so a classic. Bad, it's the same fucking level of humor. yeah. But hey, <laughs> if, if Thanos man. snapped, I would definitely. That was my pick. Nathan Pyle, the alien guy who has millions of followers. I'm not even dried up that he's successful. Those comics fucking suck, and if you read them, fuck off. Um, well, who's that guy that used to do Green Lantern, and now he's like a oh. comics gate? Uh, Ethan Van Skyver. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah him too. Yeah. His soft yeah. ass can go. All sure. right, so we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Kathy. Nathan Pyle and Ethan Van Skyver. Hey, hey, hold on. What if Kathy Creator's really cool? Like, yeah. maybe she- actually, I hear she is cool. Okay, all right. I take that back. I just don't like Kathy. Obviously, I'm not the no, dem- no, the no, demographic. no. Let's, let's take out John Davis. <laughs> yeah, the people need to take back Garfield. Dude, okay. G- first off, it's Jim Davis and Garfield rules. <laughs> John, John Davis? Did I say John Davis? <laughs> You're thinking of the singer care. of Corn. No, well, John is the character. <laughs> Mike Pence loves Garfield. <laughs> Does he really? Uh, that's terrible. You know what, though? Okay. Okay, about the people claiming Garfield, you're totally right. Like, Garfield, there are so much parody Garfield, like, existence. Like, it's not Jim Davis's anymore. It's, it is our, he is our. Lasagna Cat yeah. belongs to us. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, it's like, it's like uh, yeah. The Simpsons, you know, like, groaning. Oh, yeah. Groaning doesn't give a shit. Right. That's, yeah. Yo, Ben Sears did a pretty good issue of Garfield. Dude, that was cool. Yeah. That whole like, that whole concept was cool. The yeah, idea of giving that. Ben Sears Garfield is like kind of brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it really Ooh, is. I want to know who the editor was to make that decision, because that's that's a type of shit you wouldn't really see ever. Yeah, that, yeah. that whole issue was great. It was I think Boom put it out. Maybe it was IDW. Oh, Boom or IDW is one okay. of those that owns all the IP. So whoever their editor is. See, like, come on. That's what we need. Shit, give me the position of editorial staff or fucking whatever. I'll... <laughs> put random ass people on a book and it'll be awesome right hell yeah let them have more than six issues yeah man yeah i don't know like you do like a uh family circus keen is what's um, what's the name you're trying to think of the creator no no uh fuck he does uh 
milk and cheese. My my brain is done. Ed, Evan Dorkin. Evan Dorkin. Yeah. Give give Evan Dorkin Family Circus. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, it. I don't know, man. Like, it would turn yeah. into a completely different strip. Of, I mean, that's not even that's Hayden on point, Dorkin, Rock. but it would be yeah, completely different. <laughs> but it's family fucking circus. An objectively like, terrible <laughs> comic, but you can, yeah. if you give it to somebody, yeah, I don't know. Like, I love that idea. Actually, I think you should narrow the parameters to take only terrible comics and give them to really cool cartoonists to see yeah, if they can turn, turn it around. around. You know what I mean? That would be really cool. Dude, that's yeah. like uh, Jack Kirby when he went to D.C. They asked him what oh, he wanted yeah. to do, and he was like, give oh, me your yeah, lowest-selling book. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, give for sure. Uh, give, uh, well, I was going to say Peanuts, but Peanuts is actually oh, dude, it's good. amazing. Yeah, Peanuts is pretty good. Yeah, Prince really Valiant. Good. I don't okay. even know if Prince Valiant is Dilbert. bad. Give Johnny, give Johnny, um... Johnny Ryan. Give Johnny Ryan. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 man. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> if he did Dilbert, yeah, Johnny, that'd be Johnny insane. Ryan on Dilbert would be like legit. Dang man, who does Hanselman? Who would Hanselman do? Ooh, uh, dude. Hmm. Man, I gotta think on that one. Like, <laughs> I like this. I, <laughs> I like this unplanned bit. <laughs> yeah i would give foxtrot to charles forsman because he would take all those characters and make them like trailer park trash yeah that's cool um that were like murderers yeah yeah so that'd be kind (laughs) of fun give give uh doonesbury to rob liefeld (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah rob hell yeah rob yeah hell yeah rob (laughs) man that that guy posts so much i'm still doing that uh for our listeners i've uh taken it upon myself to comment hell yeah rob on every single one of rob liefeld's instagram (laughs) posts but this motherfucker posts at least four times a day that's crazy i mean Um, what else is he doing right dude every morning here's the here's what it is every morning i usually get up and i take a shit so i go while I'm taking a shit, I get my phone out and I go to Rob Liefeld's Instagram <laughs> and I just go comment all in a row. Hell yeah, Rob, on everything I missed. Dude, at a certain point, uh, Instagram's just going to start notifying you whenever he posts. <laughs> Is it, doesn't that happen? Like that's God. that happens whenever you or JB posts. I get a notification because <laughs> I just lurk y'all's pages. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I know what we are all here for is to, you know, make comics. And part of making comics is shows. And we're ramping up for show season, though. So the three of us are actually going to be at Chicago Zine Fest. Um, When this comes out, it'll probably be two weeks away, three weeks away. Damn. I don't even know what day it is. It's Um, the 22nd? 22nd. Oh, 23rd. 23rd. My bad, dude. So CZF is the 18th, so we're a little less than a month out. But yeah, are you guys uh, ready for the show? Are you guys still scrambling? What's going on? Both. I'm. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying. I'm putting something together. It's kind of been in in the works for a while, but I pretty much have to get it to completion by the end of this week if I really want to uh, have time to get it printed in case I need to. You know, the proof is bad, and I need to reprint it. This is my first time doing full color, so I'm trying to give myself a bigger margin. Although I'm still cutting it pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to have anything really new for for this show other than uh, the stuff that I had at C2E2. And that's only because all the stuff I'm working on right now, I'm trying to get done before Cake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, because that's like the big show as far yeah. not saying CZF's not a big show, no, but like yeah. as far as being comic centric, Cake's the bigger Cake's show. Cake's my safety net. Like if I don't finish in time for CZF, I'm still like, all right, well, I'll still have something for Cake is kind of how I'm looking exactly, at it too. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going to tie, it's going to like uh, sync up for me because I also have Heroes that following weekend anyway. So oh, wow. my main goal is just yeah. trying to get as much done before those, those dates hit. Dang, man. So you're doing Cake and then the next weekend after that is Heroes? 
Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Dude, it's so fucking like we're, you know, Dylan and I are going to be there. You know, we're going to be CZF. And then there's a week between that and cake. So we'll be back for cake. And then I'm doing L.A. Zine Fest in the middle of that. So I'm going to be in Chicago one weekend, L.A. the next, and then Chicago. So I'm going to yeah. be fucking just wrecked. Globetrotter. From, yeah, all that. Um, but, yeah, it's like so. It says exciting, I'm, you guys. That's really sick, exciting. man. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of yeah. wanted to express <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, it's fun, like, man. This, this rules. Is, you know, why, <laughs> yeah. It's why we do why I do this. I can say that for myself. You know, it's like this is what it all culminates to. You know, it's like I work on this fucking book all year, but this is, you know, the release of it. And it's when I get to hang out with all my best friends at these shows. So it, it really is fucking awesome. Yep. You know, is jaded as we come off about comics sometimes it really is like the fun part of it you know i'm really excited to ramp all this up and get it going um jb are you gonna have that riso book at cake oh yeah the collaborative book i've been working on with eric yeah uh from uh, really easy press uh yeah we plan on having it you know for that for that cake weekend so that's what i'm working on right now i'm doing thumbnails and pencils so that i can start inking it this weekend Mm-hmm. And then I send that off to Eric because he's going to be doing all the colors for everything. Uh, luckily for me and Eric, we're only doing 20 pages each. I'm going to try and see if I... Only. only. <laughs> well, well, in the grand scheme of doing a 40-page book, it was right, like, oh, yeah, well, we only really have to do yeah, 20 yeah. each, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, do as much as I can with the color flatting because Eric, he's going to be responsible for coloring everything because he's familiar with sort of the Rizo process mm-hmm. and what colors we're going to use and et cetera. Uh, so I'm just going to help out with flatting if possible, but it's still going to be a lot of work, uh, especially since he's also going to have to, you know, print, collate, and then, <sighs> you know, fucking put those books together. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we can make it happen. It's going to look gorgeous, man. I love Rizograph. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, really, really want to do more this year in Rizograph stuff. I actually, I had another idea that kind of came up earlier this, uh, it's earlier today while I was at, at my day job and I was thinking about how much I love Deathlock, like the yeah. early nineties run of Deathlock. Cause that was a comic that I did kind of follow when I was a kid. And, um, I, it's kind of weird that there's not an ongoing Deathlock comic right now, considering like the, like the, the source material, the, the sort of the subject matter, the kind of like weird techno body horror stuff that's in that book. Um, I don't know. I think it would be really cool to have that in a contemporary setting. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just do my own fan comic. So I'm thinking about doing, um, you know, just like a, a, an anthology style Deathlock book with like different contributors doing like shorts oh. of their their oh, take nice. on the character. Like there's no there's nothing kind of tying you down to narratives or stories or you know like um, uh, whatever. Um, what's the word I'm trying to think of here? Continuity. Um, yeah. No. No. No worries about continuity and all that shit kind of bogging you down. It's just Deathlock. Here you go. Do whatever you want. Cool. Um. So I'll I'll see how far I can get. I. We got a lot of stuff with I don't know I got a lot of stuff on my ta- on my on my um on my plate right now so I yeah I I should probably not be <laughs> thinking about projects that I want to do while I'm also busy as shit God, man but I can't I can't help myself sometimes so. dude I think that's everybody yeah right? the busier I mean, you are always here dude my brain like I I feel like when I'm like knee deep in stuff it's when I'm like more open to ideas it kind of sucks. 
Oh, absolutely. Like while I'm drawing, I'm like getting all these other ideas of other stuff to make. And it's like, bro, you have not even finished what you're doing. Like, stop this right now. Focus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah, that's actually what I'm doing right now, because like the book that I'm putting out at CZF, it's called 20. And uh, originally it was just going to be like a B-sides type collection that I was going to put out last year. But like I technically have a book done with just like random strips that I can just throw together. So like, but what I'm doing right now is, is I'm like, man, I don't really like any of this stuff. So I'm just drawing as much as I can to try and replace some of the pages that I don't feel as strongly about. But at the end of the day, like I'm okay with putting it out, but yeah, I'm just like, I want this book to be something completely different. And I'm like fucking three weeks out from this show a week and a half out from having to send to the printer. And I'm here just constantly working on redoing stuff because I just want to change it up already. So, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm always fucking thinking about other shit than what I'm actually doing at the moment. So, yeah, it's weird when people tell me that they're like not working on anything or don't know what to do next. I'm like, really? Oh, dude, I have a running list of like I I, when I'm about to die, whenever that is, like, that's what I'm going to be in my head being like, fuck, dude, I didn't draw like that Ninja Turtle thing or like whatever, you know, like all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those will be my regrets. Yeah. And then then, like on top of all the comics ideas and then I have all these dumb merch ideas that I'm never going to follow through with. And it's like very annoying. Yeah. We got to do the shirt for this, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. We should do we should do a gutter gang WMAC Masters mashup. <laughs> Man, I'm 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 really gonna make the fucking shirt with Nancy and Snoopy oh, on the yeah. doghouse that says manga. That's yeah, all it's yeah. gotta be, man. That that's like a it. that's a bestseller right there. Or no, like no 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 no. It'll be Goku on a cloud with Nancy. And oh, that's right. Says, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that was manga. the one. Yeah. That was yeah. the one, yeah, that was the one. That's that's, that's the sick. move right there. Although you could have like yoked out um, Snoopy, uh, <laughs> like I feel like, like Super Saiyan Snoopy. I like that. Yeah, that'd be or just good putting too. Snoopy's head onto Goku or Piccolo. I feel like that's just very funny. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. What's next? What are we talking about now? Uh, so you can catch us at CZF. We'll all be at the same table. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what are you all working on for? for zine fest is there anything that you're gonna plan on debuting there because i'm not gonna um so i uh i'm working on a zine or well it's not really a zine i it's i mean it's a comic that's kind of like in the style of like uh far side or maybe like cracked or mad magazine which is that's kind of my shit but it's called crystal mountain and it's basically just going to be a bunch of like strips and one-offs and kind of funny stuff but it's sort of got like a death metal sort of uh slant so i'm really excited about it it's a lot different than anything i've done before and it's full color so should be cool awesome yeah and i've got the uh you know zine that i'm doing 20 i guess it's a comic i'm just doing the oversized format that i always do uh, the love and rocket sized uh i think with like in papers and everything uh it's 28 pages i think like 24 of its actual comics um and uh yeah i'll have that uh, pretty excited about putting it out. I'm still working on it right now. I mean, kind of what I was saying earlier, it's done, but I'm trying to substitute some stuff out just to get some new stuff in there. Um, and I think I may have some, I'm going to do a reprint of vacation too. I don't know if I'm going to have those for CZF though. I'm definitely going to have them by cake. It just depends on how much this printing bill yeah. ends up being this first go around. Um, 
but yeah, no, I'm really actually going to be kind of light. Normally I feel like I have more on the table, but I'm only going to have, I think just one book. Um, Same. late comeback is going to be there and I have copies of living space, but I'm going to let them sell it since they're the publisher on it. So, okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think they they requested to be next to us, so hopefully that works out. Um, oh damn! I hope they they can put up with some bullshit. Yeah, like you know, it's funny because uh, <laughs> we always talk that's about what I'm bringing. Yeah, we always talk about the gutter gang Hi, on James. here, and I never include them, even though they're like part of my comics crew because I don't want them to have to stoop down to our level. <laughs> no, no, uh, I mean we have a respect. Hey, hey, we are an inclusive gang, all right. Yeah, we oh, are inclusive. Absolutely. Anybody can be gutter, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, you I know, would consider just, Yewon you know, and NMS as, uh, you know, gutter, gutter gang crew. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think that they're probably like Wu-Tang affiliate, you know, like how uh, Redman was never in the Wu-Tang clan, but he would be at but, the Wu-Tang yeah, clan yeah. shows. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, because they haven't, you know, thrown up the double G's yet. So until they come out in the black and white shirt as the third man, <laughs> I don't, you know, they're not gutter gang. Yeah, so really, we're like Ye Wan and MS Gang. Yeah. I'm done putting over MS on this episode, though. We put her over real hard. And Ye Wan, too. And, uh, you know, they haven't committed to the Gutter Gang, so I'm not putting yeah, them over Yeah, that's true. Anymore. We're the auxiliary mic guys, cool. and they're, they're, the, <laughs> they're the ones dropping the bangers. Yeah, and I'm totally just fucking around, y'all. I, I love both of them. Both of my, yeah. both are some of my favorite artists. Yeah, that's fair. Although I will say, MS is like yep. one of the few people that we know that uh, actively promotes. Go the to the gym. That's where you like to be. Go work out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. It's really cool, man. I wish I could work out. I've never done it. It seems sick. <laughs> I've never worked out. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm pretty sure at last SPX, like you guys were all supposed to do that. And then MS was at the gym waiting on y'all and nobody showed up. Right. Isn't that how that no, went down? No, I did. Did you no, show no, no, up? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Did a lot of people Did you bail? just bench press each other? Yeah, that was pretty dope. That's tight. Dude, yeah. we were talking in our group chat between Dylan, Blake, and I. And uh, apparently MS told Blake at Momofuku last year she was like sizing him up looking him up and down and she just looked at him yeah. and said i think i could bench press you blake <laughs> yeah and i bet she could i know I mean, she could yeah, i know she could especially now at this point in her training yeah and blake's just a long <laughs> long tall He's a long skinny boy. boy yeah yeah i really want him to wear that oversized shirt oh <laughs> uh, yeah like I don't know why, but the the visual of him wearing this giant shirt, it makes him look like a child. Like he broke into his his uh, dad's closet and he's just wearing his dad's clothes now. <laughs> That's, cool. That's so good. <laughs> or like Blake can tell everybody that he was on my six hundred pound life, and uh, oh, dude. you know now oh, he's man. you know lost all this weight. So. Yeah, man, I used to I used to weigh three hundred eighty pounds, man. I don't know, <laughs> shit. Oh fuck! All right, so yeah, Chicago Zine Fest um, catches there. We'll it's. Uh, do we even know what our table number is yet? No, no I was right? actually checking okay. emails. I don't think anybody knows yet. Okay, um, okay, yeah. well, that's fine. Uh, um, yeah, so May May eighteenth at Plumbers Union Hall probably starts at around nine or ten a.m. Something uh, like that. Yeah, um, and uh, it'll be 
us three. Uh, we'll have Blake Sims with us and Patrick Ian Rooks, and hopefully the late comeback girls are next to us because uh, uh, I think we all requested a table next to each other, and usually it's pretty accommodating, but uh, you never know with these things. So um, I, I personally can't wait to boo and jeer them while I throw my trash in their direction. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's well, going to be so tight. Hijinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hijinks. Yeah, that's what the Yeah. Oh. For sure. <laughs> No, but seriously, uh, it'll be nice meeting them in person. They seem like really nice people. Yeah, um, and it'll be really good to see you again and, uh, you know, stay at your apartment. You know, I actually uh, got a message from friend of the show who doesn't listen, Nano Death, John Bailey, and he's moving. Do you know he's yeah. moving? No, I didn't know that because he doesn't fucking tell me anything oh, anymore. Well, CZF's his last show, so he's moving back to Michigan and uh, oh, he's going to do it. CZF. I knew it. Yeah, because he's got a girl now, and she lives in Grand Rapids. Oh, man, are you shooting now? No, oh, I'm t- I'm shooting from the belt, brother. <laughs> I so, fucking called that shit as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh, boy, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's fucking wrapping it up here in Chicago, I think. Well, uh, you know, we got one last uh, show with John, and he's hanging up his boots. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him one last time as well. Not last time, but last time for a while, probably. Um, coward. <laughs> But yeah, are you guys looking forward to uh, anything at the show? I don't even know anybody that's going to like drop a book that I'm excited about. Not saying there's not going to be one, but I'm just not really in tune. I'm just not really in tune with who's bringing what to the show. You know, I've been trying to fucking work on my book, man. So, (laughs) do you know nobody's nobody's making any good work? Damn, (laughs) I didn't say that. I said I didn't know anything that was coming out to like be excited for. Here slamming. Oh man, everyone. The uh, that's that was crazy, dude. Episode eight, the <laughs> RF shoot episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, fuck Baelish. Anyway, Lord Baelish, if you're listening to this, because you're not, fuck you. you Go back to Grand Rapids. All righty, so um, you know, come Whatever. see us at CZF uh, if you want to meet the Gutter Gang in person. Um, you know, yeah, it's uh, twenty five. For autographs, per 20 person. for photos per person, yes. There is a group deal, $600, gets you uh, one book from each member of the Gutter Gang, an autograph photo, and uh, we'll talk to you for two minutes, but some, we don't make eye contact. Uh, yeah, we'll also have some uh, drawing table used gear, uh, stuff that we wore while we were working on our comics. <laughs> I've got um, we'll crumpled that. paper towels that uh, my palms get yeah. pretty sweaty, um, and yeah, I wipe off yeah. my Wacom yeah. tablet. So I have I've been saving these paper towels just for this. Yeah, I got Artist trash. Yeah, I got eraser some, shavings. I was just about to say I have some good oh, old eraser man. nuggets, and uh, you know I can stash that away for you also. All righty, so uh, you know we'll be there, and then um, I'm sure there's going to be another episode between now and then. Uh, so we'll talk about LA Zine Fest and cake. At a later time. So right yes. now, Chicago Zine Fest is the place to be. May 18th at the Plumber's Hall. Um, bring cash. because Saturday, May 18th. We like that. Chicago Zine Fest. Fest, fest, fest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the second half of the show, we've got Dylan on. We're going to just talk more about... Um, you know, studio practices, how to keep yourself healthy in there, what you're listening to, what you keep around for inspiration. So, uh... Yeah, stay tuned for the back half of the episode. We'll be right back.
We'll be right back. Get ready, America. Company's coming. What the heck was that? Looks like sort of a big title in a trench coat. So get out the hors d'oeuvres. Watch your manners and get ready for the great green adventure. It's kind of like moonlighting. And I thought insurance salesmen were pushy. I love being a turtle! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rated PG. Now, back to our program. So uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about our Lord no, and Savior we're not Jesus doing Christ. that as an open. Now I think <laughs> no, we do it. We're not. No, I thought we were talking about do. All right, I've got, a, I've got okay. a corporate job. I can't talk about on this uh, show. Same yeah. man. We live. We live in a bad state. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like All I'm right. Well, I guess we won't talk about the loving knowledge of being saved. <laughs> but whatever that's that. fine i thought this was america shit all right well i guess instead we're going to talk about studio practices and for all you that don't know what the fuck that means that means shit that you do when you draw dumb shit for fun yep absolutely we all can't right keep this. so let's I'm fucking, fucking talk it. about that i guess <laughs> so what kind sure. of shit do you do when you draw whatever <laughs> Huh? What, well, uh, Dylan, you're the guest. Let's start off with you. What do you do when you're like drawing dumb shit in your fucking room? Well, right, no, I don't. When I'm drawing, okay, so when I'm drawing dumb shit versus when I'm drawing like high and sophisticated, highly intelligent technical drawings, which I also draw on occasion for textbooks and anatomy books and stuff, that stuff is a whole different discussion. When I'm drawing dumb shit, what I like to do is I don't like to draw in silence. I like to have something going, whether it's like music or some kind of usually like a documentary because like narrative tv shows i usually can't follow if i'm not really like paying attention but i have to have my mind engaged uh and i've been trying to get better about stretching before i draw but i usually forget like i said i don't work out i don't know how that stuff like i don't those are athlete things i don't know how to do that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> Dude, we gotta start that over. There's no way. No, we don't. Shut the fuck up, Cam. Now listen. Uh, oh. I tend to not I tend to not stretch, although sometimes if I'm if I know I'm in for a long haul, I will stretch my fucking wrist and stuff. Usually what I'll do is I'll do a nice little warm-up about 10 or 15 minutes before I start drawing. Um, consisting with a lot of movement, a lot of up and up and down movements with my wrist. Uh, Are you being serious right now? A lot of like like forward gesture <laughs> no. movements. Dude, you're um, oh dude. Now okay, I you had this me. using a couple of different methods. <laughs> oh man. Now I need oh. I need certain things playing in order to get you know my my blood flowing. Sure. Um, a lot of stimuli of is needed so that I can get my heart rate up. I think getting your heart rate up is super important when you want to draw, right? I think a lot of people yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's just all about relaxing and shit and controlling your breathing, and that's important too. 
but you gotta sure. get your heart rate up. And so I do that by uh, furiously jacking off to porn. I was gonna, well, I was gonna say, like, do you or don't you? Because, like, you know, like in Raging Bull, he doesn't. Because, like, apparently, like, the longer you go without releasing like that, the more, like, primal you're going to be. So you actually do before you draw. Oh, no, I release. I'm not going to fucking hold my nut for comics. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) All right, that's cool. That's dumb as shit. I quit, (laughs) y'all. Cam is done. I'm done. (laughs) No, um... No, I don't really stretch too much unless I know I'm like, I'm an idiot, so I'll only stretch when I start having pain. Same. <laughs> Instead yeah, of doing it before thing. as a preventative measure. Um, yeah. Um, well, I should probably stretch more. Yeah, Whatever. so, you know, I didn't stretch at all ever. And then recently, I found DDP Yoga. And listeners, Dang. if you go to DDP Yoga <laughs> forward slash gutter, you can try DDP <laughs> Yoga for free for 30 days on us. That's ddpyoga.com forward slash gutter. Enter the promo code stretch50 for one free month of DDP yoga. I've never felt better when drawing. Bang. Yeah, and if it doesn't work, then I don't know. What are you going to do, yeah. right? That yeah. links. Also, like, if you're work. addicted to crack, also, like, DDP yoga, I think, is gets you <laughs> off that shit. So <laughs> definitely look into that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, if you definitely, all like, right. uh, do all kinds of fucked up drugs <laughs> and, like, uh, emotionally abuse your family members, then uh, DDP Yoga will definitely help you out. Yeah. Bro, I think are so. we keeping any of this? We're keeping all of this shit Good in. God. I wasn't joking. <laughs> this fucking episode is going to be three hours long, and it's mostly just, like, dumb jokes that didn't land. Oh, man. God and damn it's it. fine. Now, okay, I'm so... Man, we've got a Patreon now, to start, man. Yeah, exactly. This is how we clench that fucking Patreon, bro. This is how you get those numbers. All right? All right, all right. So, yeah, so, yeah, self-care in the studio, that's important. Like you were saying, you needed, uh, Dylan, you said that you needed to have some stuff playing in the background, but nothing nothing that's going to be something that you have to dedicate your attention span to. Or, like, you know, I, I feel like multitasking in that setting is, like, counterintuitive, right? It's not good. Yeah, yeah, I I don't like to do it. Um, the exception is like sometimes I'll just watch stuff that I've seen a lot of times, like Cheers, like you know old like <laughs> you know comfort food sitcoms. Those are fine because I've you know just yeah. hearing it, I can I can follow it. But that makes yeah. sense. Having some like Grandpa TV shows on the background, like All in the yeah. Family or some shit. And I found that like I tend to kind of mine uh well i kind of just tend to listen to stuff that i already know that i already know pretty well um i don't know why that is i think it's because like uh, i mean honestly like it, it a lot of the music i listen to is like bombastic and i get like psyched and shit so like i like to just like listen to albums that i know are gonna like do what i need them to do you know <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like so to speak sure. so I mean, I don't tend to listen to like exploratory music when I'm drawing, (laughs) which is weird. No, I understand totally what you're saying. You don't really listen to stuff that you are not familiar with. You're going to listen to stuff that you're kind of familiar with or know what to expect. Yeah. 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 I'm the complete opposite. Um, Well, like I do listen to stuff that like I'm familiar with, like if I'm trying to set a mood, you know, but um, also like I'm really into like the Spotify discover weekly thing. Because, like, it's kind of shaped on my taste, you know? So, it's, like, usually there's some pretty good stuff in there. Um, But, yeah, I like to have random stuff on sometimes, too, though. 
I mean, I do like when I'm sketching or whatever. Yeah, that's that's kind of a cool exercise. And it, you know, like, sorry to be corny, but it kind of like unlocks different like, you know, ideas in your head or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like when I have to like ink a page or something, I don't know, I kind of I kind of need like. I kind of, I don't know, like, I, I just need something that's kind of driving that I know is going to, like, push me forward. And, like, a lot of the music that I like, like, I really, really like it. So, like, there's certain albums where it's just, like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's, it. I know it's going to deliver what I need it to. Right, it's going right. to be super. And, and I, I kind of get more energetic when the music's more energetic. It's kind of a driving force, I guess. So, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, listen to some esoteric, weird jazz stuff that, whereas, like, I don't know where it's going to meander to. I just want, like, heavy ass riffs just constantly. Yeah, I get blasting that. Blasting me forward. I, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I listen to will actually be kind of more, like, droney or meditative, but it's stuff that I've listened to before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good bet too. You know, stuff that's just kind of loud and expansive. It doesn't yeah. have to be necessarily fast. It doesn't have to be fast. You know. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam, what are what are your usual like go tos? Music wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, man, like I guess like I'm always like playing like jazz music. Um, because like me, uh, I feel like when I'm, it depends on what stage I'm in. If I'm just drawing though. I can pretty much listen to anything. So I like to listen to a lot of jazz and like Brazilian samba, uh, bossa nova music. But um, also sometimes like if I'm coloring specifically, usually that's like a pretty tedious process. So it's like I'll throw on some Metallica or some rap music usually. Um, yeah. 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 You know, um, but well, like, dude, so like, I mean, I used to be like a, a really big like hip hop head. Like I would say anything that was like, oh four to like 2012 13 like i was really in tune with that scene so like i feel like an old guy now i can't really hang with like a lot of the new stuff you know i mean props to those oh, people true, for yeah. doing it but i mean to me you know i don't really i don't really follow rap anymore because it's not really my thing you know um but i'll still listen to stuff mm. by like rappers that i listened to back in the day like you know i'll still listen to fabulous uh anything that right. he puts out stuff that cameron puts out um I yeah Kanye West. the same way uh I'm the same way about Jada Kiss. Yeah, Jada Kiss is fucking dope. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so it's like, you know, I'm not as in tune with rap anymore, but I'll usually put on like, you know, kind of going back to the Spotify playlist, like they have like a rap caviar, which like a lot oh, of yeah. hits, but it's also like some deep cuts from people too that may not be like on the radio all the time. So um, usually right. I'll put that on or, you know, something like that. So, but I guess like, yeah, if I have to pick a record that I'm going to like listen to, um, I don't know, man. I guess it just depends on like where I'm at. But if I'm just like, you know, drawing and sketching, usually it's some jazz because I don't have to like focus, but it is like keeping me, you know, into it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just something what, that's what, not too distracting. What have you been listening to while working on this current book? Um, So I've been watching like TV, actually. But like when I watch TV, when I'm working, it's mainly things I've already seen because I can't pay attention. Like everybody's giving me shit right now because I've never seen Game of Thrones, but it's like 80 episodes and I'm not investing yeah. 80 hours of my time into something, you nah, know, like I just, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everybody's like, well, Dude, but I, w yeah, I, I keep wa waiting to see like some dragons fuck and it has not happened <laughs> in like the three episodes I've seen. So yeah, there's the nothing fuck? going, going with that no show. No dragon you fucking yet? Yeah, man. Not nah, dude. I've watched oh, like I'm three glad. entire episodes. Yeah. Miss me with not that a fucking, single time. Miss me with Absolutely. that not fucking dragon shit. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. So it's yeah, you know, I, I, it's usually like TV shows, scene sitcoms in the background, but I guess like, dude, I've just been, I'm trying to even think what I've been listening to lately. Like, um, 
I've been listening to uh, that new Billie Eilish record a lot. I think it's dope. I know a lot of people are, you yeah. know, kind of... Wait, that album that was on the NXT TakeOver? Yeah, dude. And That's crazy. The, <laughs> uh, but, like, so she's, like, this, like, 16-year-old, like, pop star kid, but it's, like, uh-huh. weird, like, goth industrial, and, like, some of the songs are just really well composed. Kind of remind me of, like... Uh, uh, what's her She's name? like the new Grimes. Yeah, but not as crazy and out there, like more straightforward, like uh, kind of reminds oh, me of like okay. s- the way she sings kind of reminds me of like not exactly, but like you can just tell there's like a really like quality aspect of how she sings. She's got a really good voice and the way her arrangements work. It kind of reminds me of like Fiona Apple almost in some ways. Um, but like if Fiona Apple was on Tumblr and, uh, you know, like sure, made hip hop yeah. beats, like it's really weird. But yeah, I'm really listening to that record a lot lately. Um so okay. yeah all right that's sick uh what about you dylan what have you been listening to or you know watching or whatever while you've been working on that new book um so honestly like kind of in keeping with the theme it's been a lot of like my comfort food metal crap uh i tend to listen to like the discography by death pretty much Ooh, every yeah. book i've made mostly because like it's really consistent every album's really good but also it you can kind of map this progression throughout i don't know like i'm i'm i've been a huge fan for a long time and uh merciful fate's another go-to it's just like i've heard every album and every song so much and they all kick ass like every single one so a lot of that stuff um hell yeah honestly but then like i listen i listen i have like a a google doc like i i kind of undersold like i listen to i do listen to a lot of random stuff i actually have like a google sheet that's like full of music and when i'm at my day job i i literally put uh put all of it into a random like assortment thing i choose five of them and like that's what i listen to at work every day like so it'll be like totally random shit so that's usually what i'm posting on social media oh yeah i have seen you post stuff on there yeah i mostly do it because like honestly like people respond to it like people i like talking about music with people so uh what would you say is your favorite death record oh mine is symbolic personally it's the first one i heard and uh it I don't know. It's just like it's the one where if somebody was brand new, like that's the one I would play for him because it's just catchy and yeah. the lyrics are super cool. And it's got I mean, it's got the song Crystal Mountain on it, which has always been like a great track for me. But what about you? Oh, man, it would have to be Leprosy or so Green Bloody Gore. Yeah, I mean, those are. I mean, they're so all freaking amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Leprosy's got Pull the Plug, which is like a number one hardest death mosh part, uh, you know, like hook of all time. Absolutely. And then, well, uh, actually, you know what? I forgot, too. <laughs> um, if we're talking about sick ass hooks, uh, I, I didn't mention Human because Human's oh, dude, got yeah, some bangers, too. I fuck, man. I don't know. That's great. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you listen to it and you get to spiritual healing, I guess. And it's like, okay, cool. This is the sickest, most brutal, like technical, like kind of thrashy death metal, whatever. And then human comes out. And like, while you're listening to it, you can hear all of the new weird shit that's like creeping in and all the lineup changes. And dude, I'm just like such a nerd for that shit. And that band just kicks so much ass. So they're like a part of every art project I do pretty much because it's just go to music for me. For sure. I wanted to make a <laughs> yeah. zine called Suicide Machine for a while. Oh, that's sick. But, that's uh, on uh, Human, right? That's, that's on Human, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, death. Cool. What do you, how do you feel about that, Cam? I have a lot to add stuff? on this, actually. I was just kind of waiting 
to just drop it all on y'all. Yeah, man, shoot your shot. What yeah, you got? man. You got? So, uh, you know, Death, I was really a fan of them when they first started playing, like, the 930 Club in D.C. I don't know anything about that band. Are they even from D.C.? <laughs> no, I, I see you all post about them. <laughs> nah, yeah. from Florida. I see, you all post, I see you post about them a lot, though. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a metalhead. It's not that I'm not one. I just don't know about it, so I can't talk about it. I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, um, I am a metal fan for yeah. sure. Like when y'all went to the metal show the last time, uh, Blake and I went to Yewans and played Mario Party. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to go to that. The the um y'all went to no, a house show. No, we went show. and saw that band that was like painful. Like they were awesome, but it was dis. What was it? Disrotted. <gasps> Oh yeah, that's right. We did. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot Dude. about that. Yeah, my buddy. They played Adam. for like nine hours, yeah. and it was just brutal. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> it was great. And then, and <laughs> yeah, well, I was talking to Adam about it, and he's just like, "Yeah, man, it was just like really long and just like really loud and like grinding, and like almost everybody left in the middle of our set. It was sick." <laughs> didn't Didn't he say beforehand? He's like, "We're gonna try to bum everybody out or something yeah, like that." That, that was. was I mean, that's Disrotted's, like, entire fucking game plan whenever they play yeah. and record. It's like, how can we bum as many people out as possible? Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm for that. I really do love that kind of, like, just complete despair doom metal. Like, uh, I do, too. Oh, dude. Nooth Grush. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corrupted Nooth Grush. Fucking Grief. I love that whole discography. Dude. Um, uh, grief. I, uh, dude, when I was a missionary, and I won't, I won't go too far into this, but I found at a pawn shop, I was a, I was a, a missionary, uh, in service of the Lord, and I found the album "Come to Grief." And yes. I don't know if you've ever seen if you've ever seen the album cover, yeah, but it's like yeah, yeah. it's like a colored pencil drawing of like weed leaves and like <laughs> heroin addicts yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I remember buying it and like putting it in my backpack and just I don't know, just thinking like having that album in my backpack and like worrying that I was going to get caught, like all over that record. It, and yeah, that's a bleak album for sure. It was the equivalent <laughs> of like if it was literally drugs and booze, which it would have been. Like, like, it would have yeah. been regarded the same. Like, it right. would have been treated yeah. the same. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, the stuff... It's just called I, Come to Grief. It's so, like... I mean, it's every. It's just all vice and just malignancy on that album art, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they the, all the stuff that they've... All the themes are, are, like, shit that I'm just like, yeah, I'm in for this. This is tight. You know what? You know what? You know what grief is? Grief is what you were causing me. By making me be on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe you should listen to more grief. Hey, uh, I'm gonna go to the other room uh, and just text me when it's time to come back for the closing. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Tight. See ya. Well, now that the losers are gone, we can talk about real music. Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the stuff that I listen to kind of is across the gamut of like genres and shit because i don't i don't know like i am a metalhead but i don't really listen to i don't think i just listen to metal you know i don't really attach myself in that way so a lot of the stuff i listen to when i'm drawing is kind of like spacey stuff and if it is metal it kind of leans more towards atmospheric um so i don't know like there was a period where i was listening to nothing but like uh weakling and Deathspell omega Oh and yeah, just shit. Like Are they that. related to like, Kenny? Yes. Okay. Wait, who? Kenny Omega. Oh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Yes. Yeah. Actually, okay. Death Spell Omega is uh, Kenny Omega's uh, dad. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, the EP that they did, uh, Kenose, is like one of my favorite like records to play uh, when I draw. They're, that one, they're cool. They are really cool. And you know, the fucking Dead as Dreams is obviously like a fucking classic banger. Yeah. Boris, actually, me and uh, Cam went on a tangent about Boris. Yeah, when we, when we started Patreon, you guys were to get an hour long Boris episode. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Boris kicks major ass, man. They're, They're awesome. Really, so, what's your favorite Boris record? We might as well talk about this. Fuck it. Sure, honestly, like the one, the one that I I've kind of got into them was Pink. Yeah. I think. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the one that I find myself listening to the most, I think it's called Vomit Self. It's got like a lizard on the cover. I uh. It might be an early one. It's got this. Hold on. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's killer. But uh, is it the I think like, it's called fucking Vom- heavy dirge one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's really nasty. A- okay, yeah, amplifier worship. That actually, I love it. That's my same answer too, man. That record goes. Yeah. Those first two I- tracks are just like some of the best doom metal, honestly. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like that. That's another band where like I, I like to I I don't do it every time but listening to the discography end to end is pretty cool and it's not it's not a straight linear evolution but they like change it up album to album you know yeah. like pretty significantly enough to where it's like you can kind of define like oh that's the heavy dirge album or that's like the more pop one or whatever yeah you know? yeah for sure killer shit Cam what was your favorite uh, Boris record uh, Akuma oh yeah Akuma no Uda that's right yeah 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 that, and Pink that actually that pretty similar you know? to Pink in a lot of ways yeah like, like it hits I mean, like, beats yeah exactly like uh, it's pretty straightforward but it has like the fucking like drone parts on it and the really heavy exactly. you know parts so it, it's like it, it's everything that I feel like that represents them as a band it's what I would imagine I like to me Akuma no Uda and especially Pink to me are like the the sampler tray for mm-hmm. Boris, yeah, like you, yeah. you can kind of get a taste of everything too. that they've done. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Good. Amplifier worship. I kept calling it vomit self because that's the last, the name of the last track on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amplifier great. worship's amazing. That first, that yeah. opening track always gets me every time I listen to it. Um, totally. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the stuff I I do listen to is kind of like droney. Like I do like a lot of um, like Tim Hecker. Like especially was listening to the Harmony and Ultraviolet. I used to play that shit all the time whenever I was drawing. Um, oh, I mentioned last time uh, Grouper. Grouper is another one I listened to. Dragging yeah, a yeah. Dead Deer Up a Hill is like one of my favorite records. Uh, Psychic Paramount is kind of droney, even though it's like more in the red in terms of like noise and it's a little more it's it's a little more faster paced and and kinetic. But I would say it still has that kind of spacey element to it. They have a record, well, their debut record that they did back in 2006 called Gamelon into the Mink, uh, Mink Supernatural. And that is like one of my favorite like neo-psych records. It's like what I would, like if if Spaceman 3 is, oh, if Spaceman 3 is like uh, Poppin' Pills, then Psychic Paramount is like Uppers. Oh, cool. But the same Man, kind so- of idea in terms of like spaciness. Dude, Spaceman 3, that's a band I should have mentioned, but yeah, that's a great band to listen to when drawing, because it's like the droniness, like the simplicity of the riffs, you can kind of just get locked into a groove, you know, when you're just drawing. It's tight. Yeah, so it's like that. It has that vibe, but also it's like it's like more frenetic, and like it's almost like if you were like smoking weed and then accidentally found out that it was like laced with like acid or PCP, <laughs> and you're just like, What's oh, it called? Shit. Psychic? The Psychic Paramount. Psychic- 
cool. I'm yeah, into it. I'll check it out. The Psychic Paramount. So, like, uh, the guys in that band used to be in another group that was very similar to This Heat. That okay. sort of like, um, I don't know if you're familiar. They're, they're another good band to listen to while you draw. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Ladio Bolico. Ladio Bolico is really good. Like, I don't know if you've ever listened to like Acid Mother's Temple or. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or like Ruins or Lightning Bolt. They're kind of similar to them. Cool. Yeah, worth checking out. I don't know. Do you uh, listen to podcasts ever? No, no talk, podcasts suck. <laughs> Dude, there needs Who to be a band podcasts? called Podcasts. I know, like, that's a great idea. It's, you know, that, that's, yeah. Surprised nobody's done that um, yet. I, I, I will say, um, oh shit, did I mention this? I do like listening to soundtracks or stuff that's similar to soundtracks. Oh yeah, dude. I listen to actually video game soundtracks too. Like straight oh, up chiptune crap. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh Super Mario World or like Final Fantasy, like any of that stuff. It's good. That's good shit for okay. sure. Yeah. I I uh I have this I used to listen to this uh compilation a lot called Beretta 70 and it was nothing but uh, songs from soundtracks for Italian police movies, like action oh, movies. Oh, that sounds oh, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was like, it's just like constantly going and it's got that groove to it. And yeah, it fucking rules. It feels like everything that you're doing is like uh, action packed. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Uh, there's a label called Finders Keepers. Have you all heard of them? No, I think Maybe. you mentioned them before, though. They just do like weird, like reissues of like old psych stuff, but also like new stuff too you should check out like film soundtracks and stuff if you're into that kind of stuff you should check out some stuff they put out they put out some bizarre stuff okay what are um, they called again finders keepers i'm pretty sure um i think they're out of san francisco somewhere i think northern california okay. um yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely check that out if you're into stuff like that um all right let me check that out then oh yeah and i mean i so i grew up on rap too like shit like uh, i think the first couple of records i ever bought were like three six and uh, rough riders nice which is where i fucking grew to love jada kiss eventually ride or die yeah hell yeah rough riders rough riders (laughs) (laughs) volume two anyway yeah um and then later on i got into kind of i guess older stuff for the time like i got really into dj screw um so i'll definitely listen to like the well the thing with dj screw is it's like He's got what, like thirty thousand hours worth of fucking music. Right. So you can just fucking keep playing DJ Screw, and you'd probably finish like thirty books. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, uh, the one main that I the the one record I always go back to though is the one that I got introduced to DJ Screw through, and that's uh, Three in the Morning Part Two, which is like fucking awesome. And then a couple of other cl- uh, compilation records, like there was one, there was one compilation that had like a bulk of uh, Ebo Taylor stuff. He was like Afrobeat from like you know, like mid seventies into like the very early eighties. Nice, and that that's stuff's right. like kind of similar to Fela Kuti. Yeah, of. Felicuti's so, so oh, good. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So stuff like that I'll, I'll play. I mean, again, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but most of the time it is sort of spacier, dronier stuff. Oh, there's, I know I mentioned this on Twitter. I got really back in, hard back into uh, this uh, neo-psych Japanese band from the early 90s called Angel and Heavy Syrup. It's an all-girl neo-psych band. Damn, that's a great name. Yeah. Right? I'll have to check <laughs> that shit check, out. Sounds check cool. Check them out, man. They are so good. It's just like dream pop neo-psych. That's uh, it's it's so it is really kind of ahead of its 
time in a lot of ways. I mean, it's biting heavily on, you know, like psychedelic cliches and whatever, but it's still, I feel like they were ahead of the curve, I'll say, in sort of like the neo-psych revival from that, what what you would later see in like the late 90s, early 2000s with bands like Comet on Fi- Comets on Fire and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I could talk about music all fucking day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Music kicks I, ass. You know what? Now that I think about it, I I know more about and will talk more in depth about music than comics. Even though I, even though dude, I make same. comics and I don't actively make music anymore, so it's like fucking infuriating. I don't understand that, dude. I never really made. I mean, I sang in hardcore bands, but like, dude, same, same. Like a lot of people will ask me all these like deep nerd comic questions, and I'm like, dude, I, no I, dude, I don't know. I can go deep on a lot of music crap, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I come and at, I'm not involved at all. <laughs> come at me with some New Zealand pop. I'll talk about that, but I don't know shit about, you know, 70s and Neil Gaiman or fucking whatever. <laughs> like, I don't Cam, know. Cam, on the other hand. Cam, Cam actually knows all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good foil, man. It's a good foil. Um, foil for what? Yeah. So, I mean, like, do you guys keep anything, you know, kind of changing gears, but with the studio, do you all, like, when you're working on something, do you all keep, like, certain things hung up around you for inspiration, or do you keep, like, books nearby that you refer to when you're working or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have a copy of this book called Disposable. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it was written by Sean Cliver, and it's literally kind of like a compendium of skateboard graphics. Okay. It's, uh, it's kind of, it was kind of like my first, like, art coffee table kind of, well, not my first, but like the first kind of art coffee table book where I was just like, I would read it cover to cover and just like, I, I, mean, I was just absorbing all of it. So it's just kind of good to have around. But, um, I do like to hang up like stuff that's related to what I'm working on. Like if I make a bunch of sketches, I'll often put them up around me. Like the way I have my desk is kind of wedged into a corner so I can put stuff up on the wall around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of do like, I like to, to be surrounded by like whatever like the influences or kind of framework of whatever i'm working on and i'm also kind of i have a lot of projects going all at once so like i kind of just like to have everything just kind of out you know like i i don't i'm not super neat so like i kind of like kind of a workspace that's all kind of like worked in right no definitely um mine's pretty like messy but i clean it up when i'm done working for the day and when i say clean it up i just make sure everything's organized in piles (laughs) (laughs) i leave i literally get up and walk away and then i come back to it it's how i left it like it's there's crap everywhere like erasers shavings and crap you know (laughs) (laughs) i always like i keep like I, I, I don't really hang anything up. Sometimes I'll hang stuff up on my, I keep like a marker board, like a dry erase board where I have all my deadlines written down and like things I need to work. Like, uh, like right now I'm looking at it and, um, it says draw collar on title page of concert tickets, which is a story. Um, and there was just like on the title page, I'd forgotten to draw like a collar. So like, that's like what I do to like try and stay organized. I keep that around. But as far as like influences, I always, for some reason, even though like, I don't even feel like it shows in my work, but I always keep all four issues of crickets that I have. And Dan Klaus's ghost world. Like, and the only reason why I look at it is because I'm like, ghost world is like, I try to look at it to try to copy that. Like, two color way of coloring you know and i'm like okay how did he do this so that's why i always keep that but crickets because i feel like sammy harkham is like a master cartoonist in the sense of like (laughs) he draws everything so realistic but makes it look like it's actually like a cartoon 
So, yeah. and I'm kind of, I just look at it. I'm like, okay. Cause like I try, my approach is usually I try to be more realistic with my drawings and I look at him and I'm like, well, his are very realistic, but he's got so much like of that old school, like real newspaper cartoonist style. And I'm like, okay, so he simplified it. So I'll look at that stuff being like, okay, what's he doing? to simplify this and I've kind of like ripped off his way of like just drawing like black dots for eyes and you know just a curve for a nose and stuff so that's usually what I keep nearby me no matter what I'm working on is issues of crickets and ghost world nice that's cool yeah uh I mean you've you've seen my studio space it's kind of like there's all kinds of shit just posted up on the walls and stuff so I don't know I like having stuff literally surrounding me yeah yeah um, me too yeah I've got all y'all stuff on my walls Hell yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. He does. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff on the walls, including all you, all the gutter gangs represented. Represented. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I used to have more like books actively around me and now not so mm-hmm. much. Because um, na- nowadays I'm in this like weird zone where I almost try to avoid pulling stuff from books, either intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. And so now I'm moving more towards what... I'm a little more drawn to or comfortable with, and that's like drawing from the stuff that originally drew me, that originally drew me to comics, kind of, or sort of like just like the visual arts in general, and that's just like uh, like old old toy packaging, yeah, Hell um, yeah. just like weird graphic design and stuff like that. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like mo- uh, films. I-, I feel like I'm grabbing a lot more from movies, um, which is weird. Like. Like from the actual like scenes in movies or from like the packaging? But both scenes from oh, cool. movies and also like marketing material, f- film posters, especially a lot of nice. like those Polish film posters. And um, oh sure, I mean yeah, I mean well yeah, like um or like Turkish film posters or uh, Thai film posters, like all the the sort of decision making in those from a design perspective is just like fucking out there and really mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Awesome. So that that makes me kind of it helps me work out of the pitfalls and sort of the trappings that I kind of get into and make me kind of rethink stuff in a way that I wouldn't have otherwise. So Right. And and I think I do the same thing. Like I take a lot of mainly from the writing thing, uh, from the writing standpoint, I take a lot of influence from like films. Like if I'm trying to write stories, I'll just you know, watch old movies and, you know, yeah. take inspiration from that because like, and I mean, I hate to like sound like that old fucking guy, but I feel like, you know, older stuff was more original. Now everything's like remakes. So I feel like really good movies are few and far between, but it, you know, a lot of older stuff, it was original ideas at the time. So I get influence from that. And a lot of those posters just look so fucking cool. Kind of going into what you were saying. Like I really love like, you know, like the Hitchcock, uh, vertigo poster, you know, I've got that hanging up in my, uh, studio, um, and I look to that for like design elements. So I definitely feel that I feel like one thing I've put focus a lot about, uh, is the cover and I'm always looking at design elements of things that are not books or comics, mainly like, you know, movie posters and album covers and dude, album covers. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. trying to implement that into my cover, you know, cause like movie posters and album covers, you know, they have to, I don't know, sell you on it. Like, it's like the, I don't know. So I guess the same thing with the cover of a book, but you know, everybody's like, Oh, don't judge a book by its cover. But yeah, whatever. Everybody does. If an album has a bad cover, like dude, it definitely lowers its, its value to me. Like it's gotta have a killer cover. What about the black (laughs) album though? That album cover sucks. 
No, dude, it's great, you like man. It, man. Like the little Yeah, I mean I mean I think for what it is, like it, the snake, I think it's a good statement of purpose for what yeah, they were yeah. doing. And I mean I guess it's kinda cool like, that you have to like hold it in the light to see it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess that's kinda cool. They were trying to go art. I mean, listen, the next album cover was literally like Semen a close up photo of jizz and blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they were they were going art, Artalica. That's kind of nice about metal is that even the shitty bands and records have sick album art. Straight up, dude. Like, it's, think about yeah. think about how shitty Mortician is and how sick those album <laughs> covers are. Dude, they're unreal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I like Mortician, but people act like they love it, and I'm like, y'all are y'all are lying. Yo, this like, is bad. You know that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get down on Mortician because it is dumb as shit, but oh yeah, I don't dude, understand absolutely. How anybody can listen to that, dude? I remember this Twizzy dude in high school had Chainsaw Dismemberment. I think that's the name of the album. Yeah. Like, and uh, the album cover is literally this. Like, it's. I mean, obviously, a lot of that metal is so like misogynistic and whatever. Sure, but like, yeah. there, there's like a woman who's like chained to a tree and her she's, leg has been cut off. Yeah, I mean, you know that album cover. Yeah, she's like tied remember, outside and this like yeah, weird mask dude is like chopping up like body parts and stuff inside of this shed i mean i was a twizzy like kid like i was into weird crappy like scary goth crap but like even that it was really unsettling i remember being like very unsettled by that album cover when i saw it man i'm trying to think what would have been like the first time i saw a cover and was just like whoa this is oh yo you know what album cover did that for me DMX, flesh of my flesh, blood of my dude, blood. Dude, that oh, is yeah. heavy. All the blood. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I true. saw it, it when I was when like I was seven years old and it scared me, man. Yeah. Like seven or it's eight. Scary. Yeah. It was, yeah, kind of going full circle to your Rough Riders earlier. But um, yeah, <laughs> wow. that's the album cover that did it for me. I'll oh. never forget that shit. It's great. That's a great cover. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Uh, album covers that were really scary though like i'm trying to think i don't know i was always like into scary like i remember finding meatloaf bat out of hell in my mom's collect or my like my parents collection <laughs> thinking like oh my god this is gonna sound like judas priest like this is yeah, gonna sound amazing yeah. you don't know what it sounds like but that cover like oh my god i remember you sh- it just you grabbed done time me. man for that that is a uh, that is <laughs> false know. advertising if i've ever seen it <laughs> Like Cam, if it's it's got like a bat and like a motorcycle. It's it just looks isn't so it like, metal. Yeah, I, yeah. Isn't it like uh, it's like painted too, right? It's a painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I it's thought like so. Full yeah, full on in the style. Like it's it's every physical trapping of the genre uh-huh. in that album cover, like right. straight up. But then it's meatloaf. Yeah. And then it's just this like warbling yeah. rock opera <laughs> stuff. Like it's fine. It's good music. It's fine, but it's not what you think it's going to be. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that about does it. Uh, remember to come see us at Chicago Zine Fest. Uh, we'll be there with the Gutter Gang. You know who they are. At this point here, though, uh, we'll also be at LA Zine Fest, Cake, and Heroes Con. Not all together, but, you know, in spirit. Uh, Cake and CZF, we all should be rolling pretty deep, though. And then SPX later in the fall. I want to thank Dylan for coming on again. I'm sure he'll be back at some point in time, a.k.a. Drug Dogs. Yeah. If you have me back after this ramshackle episode. Yeah. Yeah. This this episode was like, you know, when Mick Foley came to the ring and you heard like the car crash and the screeching tires. That's what this episode was. Yeah, that's what it was. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, if you want, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am Mort Crimp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Cam Del Rosario is on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. Drug Dogs on both as well. We're all on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Now, about it. We uh, do all that dumb shit. 
Also, be one of the 10 people that follows us uh, on the uh, Gutter Boys pod, at Gutter Boys pod. Uh, also, write us, please. Write us your questions, comments, slam us, please spit on us, make fun of us uh, at gutterboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's gutterboyspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your hate. We want your hate. Please yeah, send nothing it. nothing positive. Give us Just your like, hate. you know, you guys DM me and it's really cool that you guys DM me and say nice things about the show. JB gets no DMs, by the way, yeah, no one about the cares, show. Man. But I screenshot every single one of them and send it to them. So, um, you know, I appreciate you all messaging me, um, you know, but you could also email us. Otherwise, I'm going to start writing in fake emails to the show to pad those numbers, baby. Hell yeah. Oh, thank you, Buster Moody. Go go support his Patreon. Yeah, Buster. Which I don't, but I'm going to buy your book, Buster. Yeah.